This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's Hawkside Guns, and I am Sean. With me is Jake. Good afternoon. I apparently cannot talk today, so you'll have to bear with me. I'm I swear. The, I'm, I'm usually the one who has problems with English at some oh, point. Man, I swear I haven't been day drinking, but I have been out in the sun all morning this morning. Um, I should have been doing other things like gunstock carving or grip carving and, and all that kind of stuff, but something happened recently, and I'll, t- I'll give you a little bit of the details, and then uh, I will wait for Jake to cuss me out, and then... Uh, I will finish my story. Um, I came into a, uh, a fortunate situation where I had some extra cash and a $500 Cabela's gift card. Uh, how, how unfortunate for you. Because <laughs> I've been selling uh, a few guns from the Corona crisis and, or, and the, the Corona gun rush, really. And I had occasion. Uh, I had... With the Cabela's gift card, which was $500, I happened to have $20 short of $1,000 in my pocket and a credit card. Now, if you know anything about me and Jake and, and honestly, probably the, the rest of the people who listen to this podcast, you will know that if that situation occurs, what's going to happen is we're going to go and buy a gun. I mean, look, I've always told the people at the gun store that they'll know I won the lottery the day I walk in and go, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Just just all of the like, – start – no, 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 no. Get off your ass. Get the guns. Put them in boxes and drag – I got a truck downstairs. I'm double parked. Let's go. <laughs> like all of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. There there was a uh, – I cannot remember what show it was. It turned into a show at one point, but it was a guy who – lived like in Philly or something like that, and he, he restored and built motorcycles, old motorcycles. And he's sitting there dragging on a cigarette, and he's like, I don't have any money. I, I do not have any money. I don't have any money. I have a store. I do all these motorcycles. But I tell you this, if I did have some money, I'd buy a motorcycle. And I am the exact same way with guns. I don't have any money. I, but if I did have money, I'd buy a gun. <laughs> that's that's kind of what happens. So I had, like I said, just shy of $1,000, which is more than I – look, I don't have that kind of cash normally. This is not something that – a regular thing that is unbudgeted, right? This is – this was unbudgeted. I didn't know I was going to get it. I'd had some gun money. I had, a you know, like 480 bucks in gun money that I had been selling, but I've had no chance to spend it, right? There's been no gun shows. The gun shops are, are cleaned out. Uh, it's, it's like, there's nowhere to spend my gun money. And the, and the only way I've ever gotten away with any of this is, as I've said before, a shop that has extremely generous layaway terms. (laughs) Right. So when we do have some money or maybe even bartering future money, we buy a gun. So with that in mind, I headed down to my local Cabela's, which is open. Uh, they were closed for a little bit. Yeah, mine's not. There's still nothing open here. Yeah, and uh, they they were open because uh, t- in the state of Texas, be it folly or fortune, our governor has opened most of the businesses here. Where, whereas in Delaware, our governor has been closing even more down. Right. Uh, well, our our uh, I guess infection rate is a lot lower than some of the East Coast. In fact, a lot lower. Um, states like Texas and Wyoming and Montana and, you know, a lot of the Western states, except for California and, like, Oregon and Washington, um, kind of the states in the middle a little bit, uh, are much less, I won't say affected, but much less infectious. I don't know. I, maybe there's, we're just more spread out. There's not as many of us here. So it's it's happening at a different rate. So they're starting to open a lot of businesses, Cabela's being one. Well, no, I, I, somewhere along the line, I think what it is is that you guys have fewer man buns, and God that damn. actually just that just makes the immune system so much better. Yeah, we're like, we got to go to work. <laughs> you know, let's go. Take an aspirin, drink a beer, let's move. You know, I mean, that's how it is in Texas. It, it, yeah, no, we, we, we get a lot of the, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go to work. 
Yeah, we were we're upset we can't go to work. Uh, it's it's like how are we supposed to drink on the weekends with a free conscious if we can't go to work? <laughs> this isn't right. So you can't tell me that you don't have at least one or two neighbors that hasn't decided that that means it's perfectly okay to drink during the week. Oh yeah, no, we'll go to the, make the mail. Ever each one of us has like a Miller Light and a Bud Light and everything else in our hey, How you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm doing all right. What you been doing? Day drinking, you know. Uh, so it does happen, but uh, yesterday we were all very excited that we, uh, Cabela's was open, you know, and we have a colossal Cabela's down here in Fort Worth, and we I drove the 50 minutes uh, to get there because, you know what, yes, um, I'm, I'm going to do that. Now, uh, a couple things. One... Remember that I had close to $1,000 in cash and a credit card I was more than willing to use. (laughs) (laughs) More than willing. And I had not bought a gun in like over two months. So, in, fact, sold, in fact, sold a couple, so you're probably feeling a little... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm thin. Yeah, like, I have less than 12 guns in the house. <laughs> you know, like, not counting Shannon's service weapon and the girl's twenty two. Uh, which I got a story about that later. Um, uh, a further story. I'm down to like a less than a dozen guns. I'm short as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, a lot of the ones that that, I, that were project guns and some other stuff, I mean, people like needed them or, or felt that they needed them and bought them or borrowed them on permanent loan, you know, that kind of stuff. This is stuff you do for friends. So um, I, I, I was... Positive. You know how, like, sometimes you go to the gun store or, or whatever, and you don't know if you're going to get a gun or not. You may, you may not. Chances are, you know, but you're you're kind of in the mood. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that at all. I was positive I was going to buy something, <laughs> something, whether I needed it or not. I was coming home with something, and I. I happened to walk in at a great time. They had just opened back up, and they had a ton of stuff. I mean, just a ton because they froze it, right? They, it was it was it was closed. I mean, so everything that they had, they still had. It hadn't been gutted like a lot of the gun stores now. As I'm sure you can attest, there ain't a whole lot of pickings going on. At many uh, of the local gun shops. Well, I will say it, it has been coming back. The initial sure. panic is is over. Um, we've started to, you know, restock on a lot of things. Um, the, the joke right now is certain things like every time we get a Glock 19 in, how long will it last? And so far the record is four hours. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, the one has not lasted till the next day. Um, so and then after everybody left on Friday – uh, I cracked open a few boxes and found a couple of Mossberg pump shotguns, and so we're trying to see whether or not those will actually last longer than the uh, the Glock 19s will or not, because we've had people <laughs> asking for those. Um, we've had we've had semi-auto shotguns, like nice long semi-auto shotguns, but it's not what people are looking for at the moment, at least not here. Um, and uh, it, so we've actually managed to start stocking back up to an extent. Uh, it's still slim pickings comparatively, um, but you know it's it's getting better. Down here, a lot of uh, a lot of the gun shops are picked clean of anything I would want, right? They have or could afford, really, before you know yesterday. Oh, oh, oh yeah, a lot of the very very expensive stuff yeah. is, what's, is what tends to be left with a lot of things. Like for example, you know, you know my favorite brand, Six Hour. If you're looking for like a 320 or something normal, you might have a tough time finding it. If you're looking for a you know fifteen hundred dollar two two nine Legion, oh yeah, those are available. <laughs> yeah, the four thousand dollar Nighthawk, yeah, it's sitting right there in the case. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. Uh huh. The ten thousand dollar Blazer, yep, it's right there. You want to look at it? Go ahead. You know. And and the uh, fifteen hundred dollar Donald Trump commemorative gold nineteen eleven, still there. You, but you did sell that. You did sell no, no, one no. of them. No, no, we sold. We, it, oh no, you yeah, sold the Glock, didn't you? You we sold, sold the Glock. The Glock oh, that's and, not, right. and actually, we did sell one of the 1911s. We didn't sell the gold one. We sold the stainless steel one. Oh, and I will say the stainless steel one was slightly, slightly 
less pretentious than the gold one. <laughs> slightly. Like like millimeters of slightly. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I I rolled up and of course there was a line waiting almost wrapped around the building. And I'm like, "Oh man, I'm never going to I'm never going to get in here. They're going to start doing that thing that Lowe's is doing where they let you in." You know, if they can only have so many people in the place, you know, it's going to, it's good. But I wasn't going home either because this is the only time I've been out the house in the last month. So it's like, I'm, I'm staying, I'm doing something. Which, which I'm going to interrupt you there because I find absolutely hilarious. They're not letting too many people into the store so that they could keep you apart. Instead, they're crowding you into a line outside. Yes. Yes. Makes perfect sense. I love perfect it. Perfect sense. Yes. Um, there's tape on the ground every six feet, which everyone ignores. Uh, so yeah, there's it's it's not helpful, all right. It's not helpful. But they opened the doors, said, "Come on in, welcome to Cabela's." You know, and everybody just was like, oh, "They pamper us," you know. I mean, it's just like you, you weren't used to like people. People were so excited, just so excited, because the the uh, Mexican restaurant across the street, I think it's called Coyote something was open, limited, but it was open. People were so, I mean, they're just thrilled to death that, like, stuff is happening, right? I mean, and, and I mean, gas is, like, 99 cents here. I mean, it's, like, nobody's driving. Nobody's out. Nobody's doing anything. So we we all kind of filter in and everything like that. And I I have a 1000 bucks, right? I, I'm willing to go as far as 1500 I I bypassed the racks. I went straight to the room. And you know the room I'm talking about. Oh, I know the room. <laughs> went straight to the room. The one they refer to as the gun library. Yes. Uh, it was so good. You know, and normally I don't do that. Like, and I don't have enough money for the room anyway. Well, actually, actually, the room's the only place I typically go in there just because I. that's also where they do their used stuff. So... Really? Or at, least, or, or at least that's where they do it in in mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, mine has racks and racks and racks of used long guns outside the room. Uh, no, no, they have a few racks of used long guns outside the room, and then they have some uh, used stuff inside the room with the really nice stuff on display. Yes, in the cases that are lit, you know, and everything's. But 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 around that in the same area is where they also keep the used stuff. Oh yeah, so ours they have too much used stuff to fit in there, so they have a used pistols uh, counter, a racks of used long guns. Like I don't know, there might be fifty guns per rack. That's four racks, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, we don't we don't we don't get as many people selling their guns around. Double sided, yeah, and I asked them about that too. And uh, as I was waiting for my my uh, paperwork, but uh, so I walk in and it's like, okay, treat it like a gun show. We're just going to look at all the stuff and then we'll start picking. And the first thing I saw was a not uh, it was chromed, not stainless, not nickel, triple chrome. Set on the stick, triple chromed Smith three fifty seven with an ivory handle. And I went, oh, and it was like nine ninety nine ninety nine. You know, like like, oh, I could afford that. I could have that. You know, it's a three fifty seven thirty eight type thing. I'm like, oh, I may need, I may need that. And then I went to the nineteen elevens, and there was a government issue black with with wal, you know, brown walnut checker grips, just like it's supposed to be, uh, for about eight nine hundred bucks. And you know, I was looking around, and I had all kinds of cool pistols and like real cool stuff. And then they had the Henrys there that were you know close to a grand. But what I wound up like being drawn to was there was the Browning case, and the Browning case was right above the Blazer, you know, for twelve grand or whatever it was, and right next to the black powder stuff, and which the seventeen-year-olds were swarming around because. You know, and t- at least in the state of Texas, seventeen-year-old can purchase black powder firearms, right? And they're in all Colt black powder guns were fifty percent off this weekend. Oh, cool! Yeah, so there was like thousand-dollar guns they could get for five hundred bucks, right? So, so the seventeen-year-olds were there just drooling on cases because uh, they don't have enough money to get them, but they're fifty percent off, so they're learning to look. 
<laughs> but uh, I went, and there were two shotguns of interest to me. There was a 20-gauge uh, Browning Gold Hunter and a 12-gauge okay. Silver Hunter. And I I waited my turn casually, you know, just like bouncing on foot to foot. Like, I want a gun, I want a gun, I want a gun, I want a gun. You know, just like like you do. And I picked up the gold first because it had a beautiful walnut stock on it. And just, you know, the gold filigree and, and all that stuff into this. Stuff. It was nice. It was nice. And, and we know pimped out and flashy is your thing. Uh, it is. It is. And uh, I was just like, God, you know. This is nice, but it's a 20, and I really kind of want a 12. And, and I picked up the Silver Hunter and ran the action on it. And I had to have it. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I just had to have it. I couldn't not. It was uh, 649, which... That, that's not too bad at all. No, it's pretty good. Uh, it's with, with After tax, it was 649. Which not too bad, six forty nine something and change. So I mean, it was like under six, really, for for it. Now it was used, or it is used, uh, but it's only three and a half years old. I checked the serial number while I was standing there, and I'm like, well, crap, because the the list on that's about nine thousand, depending on what features it has on it or what you know all, all of what comes with it it's around 900 to a thousand dollar gun for 650 i'm like bag it up let's go <laughs> so i got my first other than a bps but i don't count the bps because it's a flaming pile of like uh who is it uh the tfb tv guy i cannot remember his name um i i, I know who you mean i don't remember his yeah name. yeah he's the one who drug the uh uh Yeet cannon through the bayou. It, yeah. Th yes. That one. Uh, he basically looks like your average everyday gun pimp. Yes. Yes. Um, you though, know. Though I, though I will say he has actually had some really educated things to say about some of them. Though. Some of them. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's very good to turn a phrase. Uh, but he, he refers to the Mosin Nagat as a garbage rod. Now, like I said, it's it's catchy, right? Um, now I've never handled a Mosin Nagat, and I've I've never shot it. I've never had my hands on it. I don't know, but I did like the term. However, I have shot a Brownie BPS, and that thing is a garbage rod. Okay, it shoots beautifully. It cycles beautifully. It shoots smooth. I like the gun to shoot until you have to take it apart to clean it. Take it apart to clean it. They actually recommend you take it to a gunsmith because you'll never get it back together. <clears throat> it it's I'm serious. They you can't get it back together. Good luck. You know, uh, it is. The, uh, uh, can can I throw in a contrast to that? Absolutely. We we had a gentleman in the store this this week who bought a uh, Browning over under shotgun. Uh, I, I don't know enough about them to tell you which model it was, but I will tell you is it cost them about three grand. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, as Probably we open a story them, of some type. As I said, I, I don't know enough about them to actually answer that. Uh, but we were I was talking to him because as he opened it up, um, my, my general process is, is the moment somebody comes to pick up a firearm that they've ordered, before I have them start doing paperwork or anything like that, I cut open the freshly opened box that so that – they can see that it hasn't even been touched by human hands yet. Uh, and <laughs> and I basically open up the box and say, hey, just making sure this is what it is that you ordered and what you, want and what you wanted. And obviously the gentleman said, absolutely. And I went, wow, that's actually really pretty. And he went, yeah. Um, funny thing is, is it's replacing one that I dropped in the bottom of a lake. <laughs> oh, God. I went, w what? What? <laughs> He said he had another one, and it's actually tested. And it's it's, it's funny because he's like, and the worst part about it is I just found it. I'm like, you, wh what? Oh, God. He said, yeah, I, uh, I do a lot of duck hunting, and I had it uh, out in the the pond where I normally hunt, and uh, I dropped it off the side of the boat. Oh, God. And I went, oh, that must have been a bad day. He's like, oh yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't go back in after it? He's like, it's a little on the murky side there. 
And I went, uh, okay, so how'd you find it? He goes, well, you know, I was back there for almost a year every weekend with magnets trying to get the thing up and stuff like that. He goes, I'm back out there during low tide uh, just wandering around, and I looked over to my left, and I saw that sucker laying there after almost nine months. Oh, wow. And I went, holy shit. He's like, you know what the best part about it is? I had already ordered this sucker. I bring the thing home. Now he goes, the whole barrel was caked in with mud. He goes, but once I got that thing cleaned and redid some of the bluing, there's a fire's like a freaking dream. <laughs> yeah, that's browning, okay? <laughs> that's that's what those are supposed to do, right? That's it's they're amazing. Uh <laughs> Can't so, 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 so there, there, there is a contrast to that, but, but yeah, no, the idea of, oops, I dropped my three thousand uh, dollar shotgun off the side of the boat and it fell in the uh, bottom of the Merc. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think I'd have jumped in after it. Oh God, yeah, I'd have drained that freaking lake, man. <laughs> I don't care. Start bailing. We'll, we'll find that mother. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I, that, I would totally have done that. Uh, there's, there was nothing that could have stopped me, but that's, and that's how a lot of people feel about their browning. So this was, and the only other, only other browning I'd ever had, uh, that was, that was mine, uh, was the BPS, which is truly terrible. Uh, like I said, garbage rod. Uh, it, it's it, not so much. Now, my father has a, a Browning Takedown 22 automatic. Uh, it's beautiful. Love it. He had a lever action 22 Browning. Loved it. Uh, but, but none of us had ever had really a Browning shotgun to speak of. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. And it did. And it, we'll get to, to how it shoots in a second. Cause I did go shooting it this morning, uh, which is why I still smell like bug spray and, um, Texas brush country, but still oh, oh, now for, first of all, I, this is the moment where I have to stop it and basically go, you bastard, you actually have a freaking place to go and shoot. Dick. <laughs> um, but instead as a friend, I'll say, Ooh, that was awesome. How'd it oh, go? Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what? It went great. It went great. Uh, the The gun is as smooth as they say it is. I watched a bunch of video uh, when I came home uh, with the gun going, God, I hope I didn't screw this up, you know, or make a bad decision. You know how you do after after you look at things like, oh, crap, and I can't shoot it right now to, to test it, so I'm just going to watch what a, what a bunch of other people think to try and calm me down because I may have screwed up here because uh, well, I just I, kept I, thinking the brown and BPS, you know. I was talking to the um... – uh, gentleman in the store today, the uh, the guy I work with, and we were talking about something very similar to that because we were meaning the fact that we don't have any place to go and shoot around here right now. How most of us have safes full of things that we've never shot before, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I mean, let's put it this way: just with all the swapping I've done in the process of my ammo crisis, uh, I have literally two firearms that I own right now that I have ever shot before. <laughs> um. So uh, we were we were talking about that, and, and then the part that we were talking about is also how much of this stuff is going to come back at some point in time. But the real tragedy we were talking about is how many of us have bought things that we are so damn excited about that we're going to get out there and shoot and hate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there, there was, uh, in fact, uh, point of fact. There's uh, when the whole Corona thing was happening and everything right before they shut down, uh, I was talking to the guy who was doing my paperwork on the, the Capellas or on the Browning. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's like people who have never bought guns in their entire life are coming in and buying guns. And he's like, and not like a handgun or a revolver or a shotgun or, or, or you know, like a nine millimeter or something like that, that. He goes that that at least you know you had some shot of no pun intended some shot of of operating safely or, or doing that. He goes, I had a doctor who never never held a gun before in his life, never even held one. Um, big liberal, you know, is all this kind of stuff, and he was just absolutely terrified. He's like, look, in two weeks we're not going to have any power. People are going to be hungry. It's going to be Mad Max. I, I need a gun. In fact, I don't need a gun. I need two. 
Now, knowing what you know and having having seen now he did buy two two firearms, okay? Knowing what you know and seeing what you've seen at the at the uh, gun store, what does a liberal anti-gun doctor buy when he is panicked as hell? Go. Desert Eagle? Oh no, much worse. Keep going. Oh, but Oh, in AR? Ah, that was one of them. Yep. Um, well, the, the only other thing is we get a lot of the people just come in and go, they want a Glock. AK. Oh, God. He bought an AR. He didn't even buy a handgun, but no. an AR. Two, two rifles. Two rifles, an AK and an AR. 2,000 rounds of ammo for each. Oh, God. <laughs> and the AR he bought, and I, I don't. I, I can't speak. He told me a bunch of stuff, but I, I can't remember. But because um, he he told me all about how the AR was rigged out and everything like this. But basically, it was twenty five hundred dollar AR, which I don't know if that's a lot. It sounds like a lot. It sounds expensive to me. It, it, it can be. I mean, let's put it this way: you can buy a passable AR for six hundred bucks. You can buy a really good AR for fifteen hundred bucks. You can buy a. Why did you spend that much money? Twenty five hundred bucks. I'm I'm sure that there's somebody out there who's looking at their own AR that that spent and go. Oh no 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 no! I needed all of this, and it's kind of like oh okay okay yeah okay, okay. Then maybe you did you know whatever but, I've spent money on guns that I was like I needed the gold you know I mean I've I've done it you know at the, at the end of the day mil spec is mil spec right. So he he purchased a twenty five hundred dollar AR and a, a two thousand dollar or uh yeah AR and then a two thousand dollar AK. So this dude drops okay, over. Not, actually, I'm going to interrupt you there real quick. The two thousand dollars on the AK though, unless he bought some sort of vintage Chinese, um, you know, AKs are built to be cheap and survive. Afghani clansmen. Yeah, I mean they're made out of plywood and stamped steel. I couldn't imagine why it was that expensive. But actually, actually we had a we had a used one in that I uh, from that was a Chinese piece of shit that I swear that the stock and the grit and the forend were made out of particle board. <laughs> but he bought both. And, and I mean this dude dropped over 5 grand for between ammo, optics, guns and and all this i mean just over five grand and i'm like oh my god and so he while he's in there and he's like do you have any other shopping to do i mean is there anything you know how they they ask you and he's like okay um are they called i don't know if they're called clips or magazines but i i need more and he's like well they come with you know this and this he goes okay but um okay so how do you put them in and i'm like oh my God! I mean, like just just flat out panicking, right? Like no no clue how to use the firearms he's just purchased. Like you'll be lucky if he can load and and make them work. You know, we've actually steered a decent amount of people away from that. Uh, well, yeah, because you're responsible and you're you're trying to to help people, not just take their money. We we even sent out uh, last week a bulk email to our entire email list, knowing that a good many of them are new customers who've just bought their first firearm for the free, free online training courses that the NRA is offering right now for first time gun buyers. Right. That's a hint out there if you're not if you're listening. Sorry. <laughs> not not to you, obviously. But. Right. No, I totally get it. And and you need you know, like a lot of people need that. A lot of people need that right now. So oh, absolutely. I, it, to me, it was just like, holy crap. You know, he's like, yeah, there's and, uh, you know, we're we're waiting, you know, because the paperwork is left right backwards. Now, it took a little while for me to fill mine out, but there's only one computer in the store that sends it. So that because they're switching systems to the Bass Pro system or something like that. So he we're waiting for the line. My my approval took 26 seconds. Right. So yeah. that was no big deal. But we're waiting in line to use the machine to submit the stuff. And he said, let me show you this. We walk out of the room and look over to the 
pistol and you know like the you know they've got the shotguns behind it and the long guns and all that kind of stuff but they they kind of have the pistol counter there and he said see those people standing there i'm like yeah he goes that line works all the way down and all the way back and then it ends right there i'm like there must be 50 people in line 100 people you know something like that he goes yep and every one of them i guarantee you every one of them is going to purchase firearm a pistol I'm like, do you have that many guns? He goes, normally we buy like 40 to 60 a day, and we sell about 100 to 120 guns a day. He goes, during the corona, no, way more than that. Yeah, and somebody at the back of the line is going to get up to the front asking for something, and he's going to be pissed. Yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah, we don't have any more Glock. Uh, We we don't have any more sick. (laughs) You know, we don't have any uh, anything, you know. Because it, it's just I, like... I've, I've got this high point over here. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Taurus? You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just wonder as I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> See, in, in my case, I'd go looking for the Taurus. Because it's, it's like, yeah, I like a Taurus revolver. I, I think they're very... Quali- I, I like their quality. I like their features. I like their stuff. I mean, to me, that's a good... That's a good revolver. I like them. Now, I don't know as much about their automatics, but I l- I've seen, had my hands on, shot, and owned Taurus revolvers. They're excellent. Uh, but so we're waiting for, for my Silver Hunter and uh, the, the paperwork to go through and everything like that. And, you know, we're just shooting shit. And you would not believe. I It must be the kind of crap you're having to go through. Like sitting there, like people watching people paw over these guns, and it's clear they have no idea what they're looking at, how to use them, what's and and look, I, I'm not an expert. Okay, I probably never will be, but I at least know my ass from from one end from the other. You know, well, like you're not holding a handgun with both hands under the trigger guard complaining that there's not enough room for you to get a full grip. Oh my god, did that happen? More than once. <laughs> I don't think the grip is long enough for me. Lady, that's a full sized. Really? Yes. See, what you do is you put your hand here. But the other thing, and I had an opportunity to do this week, uh, and not to interject, but it just seems like appropriate at the time. I actually had a chance to actually call the NIC system, which was creepy. <laughs> creepy. So, yeah, no, it, it was really weird. I mean, you'd have thought there were robots on the other side. Really? Oh, Absolutely. And it because it was no we don't we don't have time to talk about anything you have to talk about we are going to say this to get our script we're going to say exactly what it says on our script and we are not going to let you tell us anything different it was kind of like holy shit I mean the lady was speaking so quickly I had to actually like a couple of times go no 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 can can you like read that back please you know come on (laughs) don't lose me don't lose me. And it, 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 as I said, it was it was downright creepy. I, wow! <laughs> it, it, worse than your worst day ever in the DMV. Wow! And yeah, that was on the, and that was and that was on the phone, not in person. I, I yeah, no, I I have not had any cause to ever do that. I oh, just. We, we had a gentleman that we decided that we were going to call in versus running through the normal computer system because he had gotten originally a denial and was one of the people who was legitimately surprised that he got a denial. One of the few. Uh, we gave him all the information on how to appeal it, and he got his answer back, but he got his answer back 30 days after his original application. It's normally only supposed to take 10 days. Because an application is null and void after 30 days. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like, uh, well, okay, so we have your approval, but it's now too late. <laughs> Talk about pissed off. Okay. <laughs> so we decided we were going to call that one in so that if we didn't get an expected answer, we could say, why not? Here's what we have in front of us. You know, just, just kind of like, does any of this stuff matter? 
what's going on. And the fact that at the end, now he, he got delayed. And for those of you who don't know, there's three possible answers. There's um, ex, uh, proceed, which means proceed and buying the firearm. Uh, denied, which means you can't have one. And delayed, which means we're going to think about this for a little while longer. So when I got an answer of delayed and she was about to hang up on me, I went, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. And the pause that came before she went, okay, was like, I, I, oh, somebody, has, I, somebody has a question. I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is not on my script. <laughs> what do I do? Does not compute. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it all got taken care of and worked out, but it was still, it was just kind of like the moment I went, no, 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 the, the, I need to do something different than what you normally do. Uh, you, you could hear a spring of boing in her head <laughs> across the phone. It has to be like that. And I know these guys go through a ton of those. They go through a ton of them. And everybody has, like, their excuse. There's only one of a, poss- a couple possible things that get you denied on a firearm you either your your license doesn't match your application you have some kind of thing that the government thinks you shouldn't have a firearm or you know in some cases like your your name is the same as like somebody who has a felony and you need a u-pin but you don't have one right there's there's only a couple reasons that and there's some other stuff but it's it's pretty but oh, but and the worst part is we also get things from the ATF. I mean, apparently the owner of our shop is pretty familiar with the ATF agents in our area, and if they've got people they have are suspected of but no actual record of, they'll basically give it a list that says, you know, look, when this guy comes through, he's delayed. Even no matter what it says comes through, he's going to be delayed until we can look a little bit further into what it is that he wants to do. Oh man. Or she, or she. We've had some she's, too. Uh, we, uh, you know, just standing there for, I don't know, it probably was about 20, 25 minutes. It wasn't long, but it was, you know, felt long because I wanted to go, you know, play with my gun. Uh, you know, I'm like, I can't wait to disassemble it. You know, like nerd thoughts. And I'm just sitting there, like, like listening to these excuses and these different, like, long, trying to, well, you know, your paperwork didn't come back. You know, can I use an IRS form? Uh, you know, it's me, you know, it's me, but I just moved here. My license doesn't match my stuff. And he's like, uh, no, nope, no, you can't do that. You're going to need, you're going to need something that's, you know, you can't do that. Well, you know, I, he's like, just updated on the site. Well, I can't update it on the site. I tried that. And I'll, he's like, then I can't do that. I can't help you with that. Well, couldn't we just do the, and like, they always try and come up with like, alternate methods that you're not allowed to do, you know? And I'm just like, Jake just must go insane with these people staring at them like, no, no. Uh, actually, I, honestly, those are usually the ones they give me because I'm one of the few people in the store who has no issue just looking at somebody and saying no. <laughs> uh, no don't, I, there's a reason I go back to this store even when I'm not an employee. The people there are just wonderfully nice human beings <laughs> and they but they've got they, they've suddenly i'm the denial guy now <laughs> yeah. go talk to jake because i have no hesitation to, to i mean if there's somebody who needs something like honestly smoothed over or something like that they go, it goes to one of the other people because i am that blunt i'm the one who just like nope you're done then i come on <laughs> got uh, to go slightly more polite than that but slightly um <laughs> You know, I'm the one who gets the, uh, okay, this guy needs to be called because his delay came back through and he's now denied. No problem. <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, well, but, but the one I've got right now, and I finally did turn him over to the owner and kind of went, um, yeah, you're going to need to answer this email because I can answer it, but I don't know that I'm going to answer it in the way that you want me to. <laughs> Um, and, and I don't mean to by being, you know, completely, totally and utterly shitty. It's just that I, I, I don't think I'm going to have the diplomacy that he wants somebody <laughs> to have to explain this because we had a guy who bought a he, – he went to a gunsmith up in PA, Pennsylvania, 
and managed to buy a German Luger that the gunsmith had refinished in whatever it is that you have to do to rather than shooting nine millimeter Luger, we'll actually now shoot a forty five ACP. Okay. Uh, and he, but he spent in the nature of like seven grand on it. Holy crap! So so he wants it like now. And when he came in to fill out his application to pick it up, he got delayed. Well, he's never been delayed before, and he's very, very confused by this. And it's kind of like, uh, okay, well, you know, it's just that time of the uh, of the world at the moment. You know, people are getting delayed. We've had, you know, literal state troopers getting delayed that have looked at us like we were utterly confused as they've sat there with their badges out, you know, going, dude. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's really not a whole lot I can do. And I can also understand that you've got a guy who spent $7,000 on a firearm that all of a sudden it looks to him like we want to hold on to. Like, so I can understand his distress to some extent. I can see that. But he has emailed us every single day, twice a day, to see whether or not there's an answer on his delay. Now, we have told him, I will literally message you within 30 seconds of this thing coming back. And I will. But he, he's every day. Did, did we get an answer? Have we heard anything? Is there anything I can do? Can, if I give them my passport, too, will that make a difference? Like, no. They're going to make their decision at their pace. They are the federal government, and they don't care whether or not you spend a seventh grand on a gun or not. Um, but it, and as much as I feel for the guy, I had to turn over to the owner because I went, look, I, I can explain this process to him again, but, uh, you know, it, he's probably not going to appreciate the way I do it. Do you want to take care of this? Because <laughs> I'll you know, tell him he's not getting his gun. Okay, don't worry about that. <laughs> so... I, I, I was just surprised, you know, like, and people are buying things that... That, like, and to be fair, you know, like, I am never in that room. I'm always the guy out buying, like, bargain discount on the rack. You know, there was a, and, and if, it, if it had been about 200 bucks cheaper, I'd have bought it. Um, and I had enough money to, to do it. But I, 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 I told myself I'd buy one, not more than one today, you know, or yesterday. I'm like, the only one, just one. Even if you have more money, just one, you know. Because uh, I, I, I've come home with a pile of guns before, and Shannon just is just, uh, what did you do? Did you, you spent all of it, didn't you? <laughs> you spent all your money, didn't you? You know, I've done that. Okay, I do it all the time. You know, but normally my all my money is like two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks. You know, this time it was a thousand. <laughs> but I, I did. I bought the Silver Hunter, but there was a uh, Remington CTI two one hundred five. Right now. If you know anything, any, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know I do not have the slightest clue what that is. Okay, I, I'll get there for you. Uh, it was a hundred-year anniversary gun as well, so it had the metal medallion on the bottom, and uh, had carbon fiber on it. I mean, um, hold on here. Let's see. You can type in Remington one hundred five CTI two. And, okay, so I guess so I guess I should do this. Uh, no, I was just telling everybody at home. You can do that, and you'll see what it is. It's an automatic uh, Remington, basically, sort of like a hybrid eleven hundred, right? It's sort of like a hybrid eleven hundred slash Benelli looking thing, right? It's very stylish. It's very sportish. It's got carbon fiber inlay. It's got uh, a plate on the bottom. That is, or at least this one did. That was the hundred, you know, hundred years of Remington commemorative uh, oh, medallion. That, oh, oh, that's pretty. Oh no, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I mean, it is probably one of the prettiest Remingtons I have ever laid eyes on or put my hands on. It is absolutely beautiful. It also has a at least one recall every year. Oh. Uh, so, so it's like a Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. No. It's exactly that. They like modeled it after an Italian gun, and it's finicky, like an Italian gun. It has recall after recall after recall after recall. I mean, just. I mean, the RTs are ridiculous on this gun. Even so bad. Even I went. 
Mm, no, I should probably put that back. You know, like uh, brand new. Oh, uh, okay, I have a stupid question as I'm looking at the picture of this, mm-hmm. and it may be something that turns out to be interesting, and it may not. Uh, where's the ejector ejection port on this thing? Right out the bottom. Seriously? Yep. Okay, because I'm sitting here looking, going there. There's can't no see place for a shell. Exactly. <laughs> yep, straight out the bottom. Just oh, like a BPS or something. It's neat. That's actually pretty stinking cool. Oh no, it's super cool, and it's light, and it feels good in your hand, and the trigger is crisp and beautiful, and it's the 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 bolt is silk. I mean, it's just it pulls back like 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 it was made of liquid. Um, the, the, and it shoots smooth, fast, uh, clean. I, and, I, and I have to admit in the process of looking at this thing up, I'm now seeing something utterly tragic and it's going to be even, even from my standpoint is tragic and you're going to be surprised that I would actually say it. I'm looking at the tactical version of this thing. This thing should not be a tactical firearm by any stretch of the imagination. No. no. <laughs> you've taken away everything that is awesome about this firearm if you turn it into a tactical version of it. And they have but, one. But no, I'm sitting here looking at it going, why? Yeah. This is that's not what this thing is meant to be. You can take a you know, basic Mossberg that you're going to throw in the corner. You don't take something this nice and special and turn it into a tactical. It's meant to be de- uh, absolutely stunningly beautiful in wood. That's what it's meant to be. Which it and is, yeah. And, that, mean, and that's even coming from the guy who tends to prefer a tactical. <laughs> <laughs> they made a tactical version of it. Uh, it's Remington. They always do. Uh, but it's a beautiful gun. Beautiful gun. Glorious looking. And even... Even I, who who am just fine with craptastic shotguns of the 70s that are finicky, but, you know, more or less if you fix them and take care of them, they're okay. Even I balked at this one and went, ah, no. Because <laughs> they wanted the same money for this that they did the Browning Silver Hunter. In fact, a little bit more for the Remington than the Browning Silver Hunter. No, no, no. The Browning was nicer. Oh, yeah. On all fronts. Okay. Now, other than the Remington looks nicer. It just does. It It's a beautiful... It is probably one of the singularly most beautiful auto-loading shotguns I've ever seen Remington or really any other manufacturer make. It is drop-dead gorgeous. Uh it, Actually, I, I have to say I would disagree with you. I like that, that Silver Hunter... I kind of go in, if you if you can't tell, I kind of go in two different directions. If you're going to do a tactical firearm, it should be a tactical firearm, designed and built around being a tactical firearm. But most of these shotguns are wonderfully classic yes. wood. And mm-hmm. I, personally, I think this, this um, the, the Browning actually looks more classic than... That Remington does it well. No, and the the Remington is very modern looking, hence the carbon fiber and all yeah. that kind of stuff. The Silver Hunter is is kind of unique in that, like the Gold Hunter is the top of the line. Okay, it's got rapid loading. It's got all this. It's got every trick that Browning can do. Uh, it's also a little bit more complex than the Silver Hunter. The Silver Hunter is a tank. It is a semi humped back. Big rail, so, and when I say that, I mean, uh, if you look at the, the Silver Hunter, it's got a, a pretty thick rail on the top of it, which means mm-hmm. you can use it for trap and skeet easily. Um, it's also good for upland game. It's also good, uh, you can throw another choke in it because it uses the uh, Browning's Invicta, Invicta Plus, Invicta Plus uh, choke system. So you can throw a different choke in it, inset or outset, and shoot whatever you want. You can shoot duck. Goose, upland game, trap, skeet. It's built for absolutely anything you could possibly do with a shotgun. It is the most versatile, in my opinion, uh, shotgun, auto-loading shotgun that Browning makes. It's also wonderfully simple. Uh, When you take this thing apart, there's less to fail than a gold hunter. It is, uh, it's got the silver armor coating on the aluminum alloy frame, which it is alloy. It's it's got a beautifully matte finished walnut stock on it, which is good for field stuff. It's I mean, everything you look at, they built it to be a tank. 
and to just perform. They are every bit what gives Browning its name. And the one I got was uh, three or four years old. I think four years old. And it is – I took it out to the field today, and I ran uh, not a lot, probably about 100 rounds through it. Uh, but four boxes, never missed a beat. It's smooth as silk. The action is excellent. The The feel is excellent. The the um, It's got a – I cannot remember. I think it's like an active gas system. Which it's a gas gun, which means it's not spring like a uh, uh, and it, a lot of guns use a or a lot of automatic shotguns. Some automatic shotguns actually, older ones, use a spring action, right? So the the f- blows it back and a spring pushes the bolt back forward. This uses gas, uh, but it only uses enough gas to get the bolt to to work and then vents the rest of it. So you don't have all that crap being blown back into the receiver, so it gets less dirty. Uh, there's there's just so much stuff about it that make it now the the other thing about it it, it is wildly expensive for an automatic shotgun of its class um, you can buy any of the other like a Remington a Mossberg uh, any of the other American based firearms and they will be two to three hundred dollars less sometimes four hundred dollars less if you want to buy a Savage or a Stevens five hundred dollars less right well, but but it but it's a Remington. It's Not a, a Remington. It's a Browning. Yeah. Browning. Jeez. Okay, so my entire joke just failed there. So, <laughs> But it is. And everyone goes, ooh, Browning. You know, ooh, it's a Silver Hunter. And w- now that I've shot it, I can understand that. Had I not had the gift card, I still never bought it. You know, but I really only had about 150 170 bucks of my own money in it. And I... I see what the fuss is about. I do. Uh, your same TFB uh, TV guy. I wish I could remember his name. I'm bad at that. But um, he's like, I don't do cheap guns. You know, and and I just. I, he is rather pretentious for a. Uh, he's a bit of a gun snob for a gun. Yeah. Family. You know, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't do cheap guns? Everybody does cheap guns. Like, cheap guns are awesome. <laughs> like, you don't you don't have to care about them. If they break, you just go, huh, they broke. And you can get another one, or you can fix it up to not be a cheap gun, or you can buy cheap and sell it high after you fix it. Like, cheap guns I, make me happy. You know, like, I don't even understand the sentiment. But I do understand a little bit, like, wanting something that is quality. And I, you can put this next to some of the other guns I have, and you can see the difference. All right, you can. Uh, the the, for instance, the Smith that I have, the uh, Smith One Thousand, Smith and Wesson One Thousand. It's a well, it's exactly as old as I am. It was made in seventy six. So was I. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell the difference, okay? This is a 40-some-odd-year-old shotgun. It doesn't cycle as fast. It's not as soft. It's got a kind of a clang to it, whereas the browning is smooth, fast, accurate, tight. I mean, it's it's just it has a better fit. It's all the way around an excellent fire. I understand, even though they're basically the same kind of gun. Mm-hmm. I understand the difference, right? I'm not stupid. I just can't get get my head around you know somebody stating i don't do cheap guns i'm like are you the same guy who drugged the yeet cannon <laughs> through a bayou <laughs> sure you well, don't you know well admit, admittedly he was trying to make it fail he, yeah he, he was fa- trying to he, make fun of cheap guns right he failed at it but he was trying to right and uh, i i want one just because everyone hates it you know and says oh it's cheap and it's a yeet cannon and it's no um and i'm like well i, I want it now <laughs> you know uh, but I, it's probably not going to happen until later with all the crisis going on. But I'm still waiting for the new one to come out. Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, uh, and especially for Shot Show 2020. They they don't even have real samples of them yet. Some of the internal parts are still 3D printed, you know, for the yeah. ones that they were showing at the Shot Show. So they're probably they're figuring late, late, late 2020, and that was before Corona. So yeah. I'm thinking yep. 2021, 
to be honest. The other one, the other one I'm waiting for is uh, some of the um, uh, Glock 19 clones that are coming out. Not the fact that I actually want a Glock 19. It's the fact that a lot of people are making them really inexpensively and putting on a grip I might actually be able to hold. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about that as well. You know, I mean, if you if you transition from like Browning and super traditional and beautiful and, and well crafted and all that kind of stuff to where I normally live, uh, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> right? Uh, you wind up at at uh, you, you know some of the other things, and I a lot of people don't like cloned, um, you know, cloned type stuff that is. Not the brand or not the original or not. I, I just don't care. And and I, as we talked about in the last cast or two casts ago, I'm actually starting to gain a new appreciation for that. You know, you've got a, a, a couple of Turkish companies that are making clones that are absolutely wonderful. Um, I like know, Turkish one, guns. I, I, I haven't had a bad experience with them. Well, I mean, you know, you've got uh, some of them that are making um, – Copies of Berettas, and you've got some of them that are making copies of CZs. Uh, they're, and they're, they're actually well-put-together firearms. I, I, I don't mind that. You know, and CZ's built in Turkey anyway. Uh, so uh, there's... Are they? I thought they were Czechoslovakian. No, nah, they're built in Turkey. You look, at, look at most of the C- CZs. They'll have made in Turkey on them. I have to go back and look at that because I... Yeah, uh, some, of them, some of the older ones are, are Turkey, or, uh, uh, Czech. But, I, but, but uh, yeah, but I'm, now I'm going to have to go back and play back entire conversations in the past several months of my life, and I, I, I just don't know if I have the energy for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are made in Turkey. Uh, so, but, I mean, case in point, this brownie, my brownie silver hunter is made in Portugal. Good point. Uh, so, I mean, it's an American gun. It's well-crafted, well-built, beautiful standard. Uh, runs beautifully. I mean, nobody has a thing bad to say about it. Still made in Portugal. I mean, technically, it's Spanish. You know, <laughs> like don't let a Portuguese person yeah. here. No, that. I know. I got a friend of mine who listens to the show who's who's Portuguese. He hates that, so that's why I did it. Uh, <laughs> right now, his righteous indignation opening an email is just gonna. It's it's doing a good thing. Is this uh, where we had our first eight mail? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Could be. What you're doing? You know, uh, I'm I'm still waiting for the piece of hate mail that that comes to. I mean, have we even mentioned that we have an email address? Do we, do we have an email address? We don't. Not anymore. Oh, <laughs> you so, gotta so tweet you, us. <laughs> if if nothing else, we would definitely love to hear somebody come out and say what idiots they think we are. I mean, you know, how, uh, and it's okay. Maybe we are idiots, but um, it's not the fact that that fact. It's. Um, I tell people this on a daily basis because you've got people who want to come into the store and ask, "What's the best?" And it's it, <laughs> that's it's an unanswerable of, question. <laughs> it's an it's an unanswerable question because it really comes down to what fits and works for you. But and I and they and they're like, well, well, you know, but there's got to be something that's like better than the other. I'm like, dude, you can walk into any gun store, gun range, and yell out some fact that something is better than the other, and you're going to start a riot. No, oh, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether or not you walk in and scream Glock's the best, Sig's the best, nine uh, millimeters the best, forty four, forty five caliber is the best. Uh, shotguns are better than rifles. Rifles are better than shotguns. Somewhere along the line, you're going to have somebody who's going to get up in your face and go, "Dude, you're you're an idiot. This is why." Right. Um, so I, I'm just I'm a, It must be because we don't have the. We, we need to announce a website. Uh, excuse me. No, not a website. A email address. Because somewhere along the line, somebody's got to be writing and explain to us why we're wrong. Oh man, yeah. And I, I I will freely admit I am wrong on a daily basis when it comes to firearms. You know, oh, absolutely. There's there is no way. And most of the stuff I say is is probably wrong on some level. Uh, there's, uh, only my own experience is valid and it's only valid to me. So I, I totally get that. Um, and, but, but even that, that is actually one of the truisms about firearms because they are so individualistic. You're, you're right. It is about your personal experience. Yeah. It's, it's about what works for you and what works for you is not going to work for the person standing next to you. Um, they've got different desires, different needs, different wants, different shapes of hand, different shapes of body, different length of arm. Uh, all of these things are going to say that something that may be absolutely 
perfect for you is going to be the biggest piece of shit to the person standing next to you. Right, and vice versa. Yeah. So on that note, before we stick our foot even further in our mouth and cause some kind of incident, uh, we're going to end there. And uh, we thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for downloading. Uh, We hope to hear from you at some point over Twitter, over whatever. Uh, And please enjoy your firearms. Hopefully you find a place to shoot soon and this whole thing gets behind us. But uh, good luck, stay safe, and continue to buy guns. That's all I'm saying. Have a good one, guys. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.